Hey everybody, welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. I hope you guys are doing great. And today we're going to talk about another topic that's very near and dear to my heart, aside from food and health and fitness, which is that of animals. Many of you that know me know that I, well, I kind of have a Noah's Ark at my house. I've got two dogs, one of which um, is a rescue. And then I've got a couple of stray cats that I take care of. So needless to say, I'm always buying tons of uh, dog and cat food at the store and I just, I love animals. I always have. And so today we're going to be talking with Kaya and Dominique from Rags to Riches. So I'm so excited to have you ladies on today. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I wanted you guys, whoever wants to start, just give a little background on yourself. And I want to hear all about this incredible foundation that you guys have. Perfect. Well, thank you. Um, I will let Dominique kick it off. She is the founder of Rags to Riches, um, and she actually founded this rescue all by herself. Um, She's amazing. We're based out of Seminole Heights, but we service the whole Tampa community. Um, So I will turn it over to Dominique. Uh, Do we want to talk about how we got started? We originally started with feral cats and fixing all of the stray cats that the community was feeding. And um, then we started doing a lot of intense medical cases. And we're just a small group of mostly girls plus Frank. And um, we service Hillsborough County as well as like Pasco, Pinellas. We definitely have reached out to more um, counties and we started rescuing from like Miami-Dade and all of that. So we focused mostly on trying to control the population of cats as well as doing medical cases that moose won't touch and giving those animals a chance of life that you know most owners wouldn't be able to pour the amount of money into that we can yes i i just have to say this about feral cats i really noticed during the period of the pandemic that in my neighborhood there was just an abundance of of stray cats just around and this one pregnant cat just kind of wandered into our lives. I have two kids, by the way. And I took her to the Humane Society to see if I could get her assistance. And they took one look at her, gave her a quick exam and said, she's about ready to pop. Can you just take care of her? And then, you know, we can see what we can do. I ended up um, bringing her back home. We She had kittens the next day. I think she had six or seven I don't remember, but I remember at the time, I didn't really know of any animal rescue organizations I could reach out to. And I, I found one through word of mouth and they helped me get, you know, all the kittens adopted for the most part. And I thought it was great. And ever since then, I thought this is something I would like to be a part of in some way. And I'm so glad that we've connected because it's been on my list. I really want to see if there's anything I can do and we can talk later offline, but I'd really like to be a part of this. Is there's they're everywhere and I feel so bad and um, oh one other yeah. thing I was at Picnic Island in South Tampa last weekend I saw so many cats and I just I feel so bad I, for them so many from Picnic Island um, <sighs> I used to tear a lot there but it's a huge dumping ground not just for cats but for dogs and um, I think I've picked up 15 cats from there that we have fully vetted and adopted out but it's just a continuous cycle people know that it's quiet, know that the security lacks there. And um, it's a huge dumping area for them as well. And it is sad because a lot of them are very sick over there and filled with worms. Um, Most of ours that came from there have been medical cases. 
real quick, I this is off the topic, but they must have yeah. beefed up their security because I got kicked out of Picnic Island. I was there to take a picture of some tortilla chips and salsa for a brand collaboration, you know, with the sunset. And it was 8.15, and this guy from the city of Tampa was honking and honking. I didn't know it was me. I was really into what I was trying to do. And he yelled at me and told me I had to leave, so he didn't let me take my picture. <laughs> and then it's rained Great. all week, so... Yeah, anyway, he, he was not very nice to me. He told me to get my tortilla chips and get out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's too funny. It was, I guess. Well, I tried I to bribe to him, but it didn't work. <laughs> so, I didn't realize how easy you could actually con help control the population mm -hmm. of these cats. Um, Dominique has so many traps that she rents out, and all you have to do is set up a basic trap, catch the cat, and I think you bring in them to, what, Pet Resource Center afterwards? Pet Resource Center offers free spay and neuter. Um, they do it through the community cats. What they do is anything over two pounds, even if you surrender it, gets TNR'd. So it gets fixed, vaccinated. Um, I don't believe they microchip them, but they tip their ear and then they return them to the address they came from. And that's free and they hold them for three days. The Humane Society offers TNR as well. And that's only on Monday. So it kind of makes it hard to, you know, you have to trap on Sunday or or Saturday. And um, I believe that's still $25. So it's still not that expensive. It's cheaper than feeding like 20 cats. No, that is, that is. It's crazy how easy it is to get traps though and just to be a part mm -hmm. of the trap neuter and release program. I need to do that, honestly, because there are a couple of cats in my neighborhood and I feel so bad for them and they are getting fed by everybody. But one of them has these like, it looks like he has a bunch of scratches on his face, but I don't yeah. know. He's so sweet, too. He comes up, and he's so affectionate, and like I said, we feed him all the time. If it's raining, I let him come in, and he loves my, my dogs, but I just feel bad for him, and I actually kind of noticed that today. I'm like, he's had this look on his face for a while, so what would cause something like that? It looks like, looks like he just got into a cat fight. Yeah, it's a fighting. Tomcats have a really hard life. Um, you know, they'll travel miles on miles and they'll even starve themselves to make sure they mate with as many females as they possibly can. And during that, they encounter other males and they tend to challenge each other. And um, that's where a lot of like FIV and FELV get spread amongst colonies because these cats are not vaccinated and they're not fixed and they're not well. And um, <clears throat> Tomcats have a very sad life. A lot of them die from getting hit by cars or from infection from getting into fights. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That's terrible. And who do you have there with you today, Dominique? This is Kit, my socializer for my feral cats that I bring into my room. He uh, harasses everybody. As you can tell, he has to be on Thank you. <laughs> And um, if I, I know all of our animals are on Pet Finder, if you guys wanted to look at us, but um, how many cats do we have in the rescue right now? Over a hundred. And I, I know you so, just took in a lot of puppies too. Yeah, we took in the twelve bottle baby puppies from the family that wouldn't give us mom, and so Sierra, shout out Sierra, has been a rock star, and she's bottle feeding eight right now. But we divided them up into um, fosters, two puppy per fosters. And um, some people committed and then couldn't commit. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. You get up every two hours to feed them. And, uh, yeah. And we have, I think, we have those 12 puppies. I want to say we have almost 30-something dogs in the rescue. And uh, it's a lot for sure. 
That is a lot. It, that is a lot. Wow. So now what, like during the year, are you guys constantly looking for volunteers, donations? I mean, what are ways that people in the community can get involved? Um, yeah, fostering. We always need fosters, transporters. If you can't commit to an animal in your house, um, even posting to social media, like all of our volunteers and fosters are really good about sharing our posts to like neighborhood groups. That's how we find adopters. Um, but we constantly need help with donations. I mean, when I say we spend thousands a week, like one week I spent $17,000 on medical. Um, and that's without like food that I give fosters. That's without supplies that I have to buy. Uh, that's without our back of our medical, which is like dewormers, antibiotics, all of that. So we always need constant donations or, you know, small businesses or businesses wanting to do fundraisers for us or host stuff for us. Oh, that's I mean, if every person who listened to this podcast donated a dollar or $5, but even a dollar, it would make such a huge difference. It does. It does for sure make a huge difference. People think like a dollar is not going to go far, but I mean, we have 5,000 followers on Facebook, which is a really small amount compared to most rescues. But if everybody donated a dollar, you know, to cover a medical procedure or whatever it may be, an emergency vet bill, um, it would be covered and it, we wouldn't be struggling. And we have to turn animals away when we don't have funds. And that's the unfortunate part. Like the public doesn't understand. They want us to take everything in and we have to think of our finances. Okay, well, if we take this animal in and it costs us $2,000, we may not be able to fully vet the other animals we have. So it's, it's a lot of... Uh, behind the scenes that a lot don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, And I know one thing that I always really feel bad for Dominique for is, um, you know, she obviously she has the kindest heart. Um, I swear she didn't pay me to say this, but she has (laughs) such a kind heart. And like, I just feel like people dump animals on her. Like my dog that I ended up adopting, um, we saw her for free on Facebook. She was not fixed. And we're like, Oh my gosh, the wrong person's going to get this dog. Um, she was totally fine. So we got her come to find out she had like a severe breathing problem. And Dominique had to spend over $4,000 to save her life. And I mean, it's a foster fail. I ended up keeping her. And, but this is just one example. Like you guys should totally look at, look at our Instagram, look at Rags to Riches Facebook, Um, read these stories of these animals who are coming in because I mean, it's really sad, but it's just the most rewarding thing in the world too, knowing that we're rescuing these animals. But I mean, I, I know last night I saw Dominique post about poor David, the dog she finds. Like, it's just all the time people are dumping yeah. these animals on her. And it's just, it's incredible the work she does. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I love it. No, I think it's great because, you know, like I said, I just, I see so many animals all the time. And I just like, I wish I could take them all in and help them. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can with my little cat family that I have going on. But, yeah. It really is hard, and I'm always surprised by I see every single day, it never fails. I always see a post on Facebook about somebody found an animal that was just malnourished and doesn't look good, you know, and it's just it's just sad. I don't know why people do that to animals. It's very common because the shelters are so overflowed with animals. It doesn't make it right that people dump, but a lot of people are getting turned away from the shelter because we have an overpopulation problem. And if people just spayed and neutered and stopped saying, 
oh, I just want them to have one litter. And then they send out those puppies without being spayed and neutered or kittens. You know, we see free kittens all the time. And that just adds to the overpopulation, which ultimately kills other animals. Um, and that's why a lot of people are dumping. And we saw a lot more dumping after COVID because everybody was stuck at home, bored. They took animals from the shelter or they went and adopted a puppy or kitten. And then when everyone went back to work, they just ultimately decided it was too much. And um, we're still battling after COVID uh, the the inflow of all the animals that came. Yeah, it's sad. It really is. But, you know, I'm thankful for people like you who are out there, you know, making a difference and like, you know, again, like they said, anyone that's listening, even a dollar or skip your Starbucks in the morning and just donate to rags to riches. It would really make a big difference. Yeah, no, I know. I, I have um, my oldest dog. He is eight and he he was a rescue as well. A little bit different. I didn't get him from any type of foundation. He was um, someone had found him in the streets and they post him on Facebook. And I just went ahead and I knew I saw his picture. I'm like, that's my dog. And here we are eight years later. And he's wonderful. But he injured his knee about two years ago. And basically, they're telling me surgeries like five, six thousand dollars, all these things. And it's like, I can't I can't do that, you know, and I, I know how expensive it is. So I just try to keep him as comfortable as possible. And we've done a good job. I and mean, he's very happy. He just doesn't get to be as active as most dogs. But it's hard. It's, it's you know, money is always needed. Yeah, yeah, and they they cost a lot. People don't understand. Just even feeding them costs a lot of money. I mean, I think we spend, I definitely spend over two thousand dollars every other week just on cat food. That's not with dog food. Um, and our puppies definitely run through dog food like crazy when they're going from the bottle feeding stage to the slurry stage. Yeah. And also, I would imagine people can make food donations as well. I mean, do you guys have a drop-off place in Tampa Bay for food and supplies? Yeah, all of us, yeah, all of us kind of coordinate whoever's closest to the person who wants to donate so that person doesn't have to drive far. Um, everybody has a drop-off point, fosters as well. So, like, if a foster's low on something and someone's like, I have a case of cat food, usually we'll just get them connected with each other and um, that person drops off to them, which is always very kind that they take okay. time out of their day to do that. Okay. And could you just briefly explain the standard adoption process if somebody wants, decides they want a, an animal and they come to you? How does, how does that whole scenario go? So we like to really, really make sure, I would say we're probably the strictest of the rescues. We want to make sure it's a match. Um, we don't want to force, you know, a lifestyle with somebody and a dog if they don't fit it. So like a lot of people want puppies and they don't lead a puppy lifestyle. So people who work, you know, nine hours a day are not best for puppies. So what we do is we have an application and they kind of just tell us about their life and what they're looking for. Active, small dog, big dog. Um, then we do a home check and then we do one to two meet and greets and they bring, if they have their dogs, they bring their animals just to make sure it's a match. And I mean, sometimes we get people who are disappointed, you know, sometimes we have our dogs who are not overly fond of their dogs and they want to make it work, but we want forever homes and we want it to be the most comfortable for our animals where they're going. That's great. I love that. I've only fostered one dog in my life and it was one of the greatest experiences. This was probably like Oh, gosh, six or seven years ago. And this little girl, she was adorable, but she had, I forget what it's called, but it's a condition where they lose a lot of their fur. Forget what it's called. But we had to give her those special baths 
all the time. And my kids and I loved it. And it was such a great experience for them. And we watched her go from hardly having any hair to just looking like a brand. I mean, she just looked amazing at the end. And they found the perfect home for her. And I still keep in touch with the family that took the dog. And her name is Ginger. She's amazing. She's doing great. So that was that was definitely a great experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool seeing them transform. We get a lot of like really neglected cases and just watching them transform into a dog that's happy and healthy is yeah. amazing. Um, that is. Posted, BB came to us from the gas station. Someone dumped him. He was completely naked. He looked like he was a pregnant dog. Um, <laughs> it was because he had Cushing's, diabetes, and thyroid, and he cost us lots of money. And by the time he got adopted, he had a bunch of fur. It was the thing. He looks like a brand new dog. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to see them transform. Yeah. That's awesome. You have one dog in your rescue right now that I'm really excited to watch the um, transformation with. I think her name is, you rename, her name is Zena, the one with the casts. Yeah. Zena came from Miami day. She was, um, going to be euthanized and we pulled her two hours before euthanasia and she was deemed aggressive puppy because she had two front broken legs was hit by a car and um they gave her no pain meds because she was not nice apparently and we pulled her we paid a 500 for transport and we had um help from one of our friends who sponsored some of the transport got her to tampa sue shout out sue because she signed up to foster this medically needy dog and um she is supposed to get her cast off I think, next week so that's super exciting i will have to look into that that sounds so cute i want to see her <laughs> You're going to love her. Yeah. Well, if you ever get any wiener dogs, females, I'm. <laughs> I have I have one foster who's obsessed with wiener dogs. She finds them for me all the time. So we definitely, definitely get some in. So I love yeah, them. Have- yeah. They're good. I have a little, um, a little wiener puppy. Well, he just turned a year, but he's little. I mean, he's very little. Aww. And I love him, and I just, like, I really want him to have a little sister. Because my older dog, he doesn't do much. He just kind of ignores him because he just doesn't want to deal with him. So, You'll yeah, have they're to fun. It's a boy, but Forky, he's our chihuini, and he's Forky? A, he's a weenie <laughs> size, but he has a little chihuahua. Oh, my God, Forky's so cute. That's, the like, name. perfect. The Tracy name, is, yeah, it's meant to now. be. Forky, yeah, so Forky only wants Forky. <laughs> Wait, let me grab him. Hold on. So you can see him on camera. Oh, this is even better. See? Yeah, so she, look at the kitty back there. I say my kids need to not watch this because they'll be like, especially my son. You're going like, to love Porky. It's, it's almost like he's meant for you. I mean, <laughs> it is a boy, but look at this cutie. Oh, my goodness. He is adorable. How old is he? Uh, um, I think he's like four months and he only weighs I don't know if you can tell how long he is it's hard to oh. see it doesn't do him justice picture videos but he weighs like three pounds he's so tiny and oh he just weighed his boy oh yes you have to, so okay <laughs> we'll definitely talk I love him he's adorable but definitely read about okay. the dog stories the cat stories um okay. like you have to yeah. look at lilac and Dimitri like there's some really cool animals out there and um, they just have the best stories and you know, they're, they're ready to love you. Um, you you got to look at my girl, Pearl though. Pearl is my girl. Pearl. Okay. Okay. I'll remember Pearl. that. That's an easy one. Awesome. We love Pearl. Awesome. Pearl's the, the best. Name. Classy. 
Well, ladies, um, I really appreciate you guys taking the time today. And if you don't mind just kind of sharing all the areas on social and how we can connect and find you. And I'll also be sharing links on my Instagram and things like that. Yeah, thank you. That would be great. Um, I shared the link tree with you, which has all of our links in it. And um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. And I believe Dominique is in the process of creating her own website, too. Yeah, Holly's doing that. He got hired, (laughs) hired to do that one. Love it. Love it. Awesome. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. I I look forward to seeing how I can help spread the word and just get, you know, some adoptions going, especially back to schools coming the holidays. It's the perfect time to bring a new pet home. I think. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Having us. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who's listening. I'll be sharing links for this on my Instagram, which is at Tracy Forks Around Town. So you'll be able to click on a link and make a donation or Adopt if you like. And don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download and listen to your favorite podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.